Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for clothes only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. That's right, and welcome. This is the Man Up Podcast, podcast number 126. Hard to believe, and it's 125 more than I expected. So, we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. And so, grab a globe, spin it around, bang! With a little bit of luck, you'll be in Texas. Southeast corner of Texas is Houston, H Town, and that's right, it's still baseball season for us here. And on the southwest side of H Town is Sugarland, and that's where we are. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, we're just regular guys, except we did get a guest pass to Pastor Larry Post, and he's here. What we do here is we come alongside you and talk about faith, things that you just can't talk about anywhere else, especially in this climate. We basically do a, essentially a Sunday school lesson, and then we get some fellas here, and we have a panel discussion. What's great about this podcast, as opposed with others, vast majority of podcasts make you wait to listen to the end, but we understand everybody's busy, and it's, this is geared for men, and we understand that not everything you're interested in or necessarily speaks to you. We are each on our own spiritual journey, and these guys, what we do is we go through this Bible lesson, we do a summary first, and you may get it all in the summary, but then we we go ahead and uh, we read the scripture, and then we dig deeper into it and have deeper discussions, sometimes peel back layers of the onion, and you never know where that's going to go and end up. So, And without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the panel that we have here. And he is a world-class trainer for a Fortune 100 company. We call him the professor. It's uh, Robert Koshu is here. <coughs> and we have, an, uh, we have an attorney. He's also a prosecutor, so he could defend you or he could throw the book at you. It is the judge. Michael Cropper is here. Thank you. <coughs> Yay. Yay. And we also have, he, he was a finance guy at one time, but got called by God to be a pastor. It's Pastor Larry Post is here on a guest pass. So we're glad Larry's here as well. And he is a world-class policy writer. He's also a bit of a professional gambler. Mr. Steve Titch is here. And my name is Bill Cox, and I am basically a sales guy, uh, kind of a writer and actor uh, kind of deal. And I am the host of Man Up ABF, which is Adult Bible Fellowship, which is basically a Sunday school class for men. And that's where we get these lessons from. And we're in the Connect 360, which is by Baptist Way Press. And what we have been doing is we have been doing the Ten Commandments. And I've been in church basically my whole life. I know of the Ten Commandments. I have never, up until this point, actually really studied them. So I thought that this would be kind of uh, 
just a boring kind of uh, discussion, man, but it has been anything but. And uh, it's not going to be tonight either. <laughs> and uh, I'll go ahead. We're going to start out with basically a, a basic summary or overview uh, of the lesson. Start out with uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Yes, I'd like to begin by saying we are... Uh, discussing the seventh commandment, uh, you shall not commit adultery, um, and we're uh, going to talk about sex and sexuality. Uh, this is a podcast where we keep things tasteful, but if you've got young kids in the car, you're traveling to soccer practice, you may want to pause it. Uh, because, well, we're going to talk about, uh, about things, again, you don't hear in church. But this is all about adultery and sexuality, God's gift of sexuality. Um, and in line with this, uh, I I'm, I'm kind of got a smile because when our, our pastor of education sent around notes for this lesson, one of the first questions he posted for discussion was, is this commandment only for young people? And sure enough, if you're a youth, this, you hear a lot about this commandment in youth groups and youth Bible studies. Uh, you hear almost nothing about it after you go to, you know, after you grow up, you're out and you go to your adult Bible studies, adult Sunday school. So we're going to turn that on its head here. And uh, um, that's that. We'll get into that a little later. But that's, that, uh, that <laughs> is very <laughs> insightful. Did, did you look up the Hebrew definition of adultery? Someone did. I knew somebody would. Pastor Post, your basic uh, overview of today's lesson. Well, we'll save the Hebrew definition for, <laughs> oh, for the detail side. But yes, I did have, do have it. Okay. But last week we talked about the uh, sixth commandment, thou shalt not kill. And we said, well, on the surface that seems to be fairly straightforward. But it turns out to be very complex. Yeah, it was. Well, it's good this one's not complex. Yeah, right, basically, yeah. thou shalt not commit adultery. Right. But then there's those little nasty things like pornography and homosexuality and fornication and <gasps> other things that <laughs> He used all the bad words, Bill. <laughs> that we will talk about maybe later on. So it really gets complicated pretty quickly. Very solid. I, you know what? This is the No Church Answers Tour, and I think Larry is finally getting away from the Church Answers Tour. He is catching up. He used that's, all the bad that's words. That's right. That's right. Just wait. Right. Uh, judge. Yes. Uh, adultery. Very basically, when we look at the Bible definition of it, and this is not the Hebrew definition, the very basic Bible definition is one spouse having sex with someone else that is not their spouse. So it, it's, it deals specifically with marriage relationship, the very basic definition of it. And uh, in, in the Old Testament, if a woman who was married had sex with another person that was uh, married or not married, it was a very, very bad thing. But it wasn't so bad if you were a married man and you had sex with an unmarried woman. Uh, talk about discrimination, but that's the way it was. That's the way it was looked at in the Old Testament. Or even another uh, another sure. woman married that was a uh, woman that was married. It was still not that bad of a deal. It wasn't. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, there's double discrimination. <laughs> there's yeah. discrimination. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, Pastor Post talked about ways that you can look at that may be a problem to marriages and how you might commit adultery and included homosexuality, I'd say prostitution, fornication, uh, even open marriages, swingers, all this is available. You can look at it on the internet, which is one of the problems in our world today that makes temptation so great. If you're in a happy marital relationship, you can be tempted if you let your mind or you look at these things and it distracts you to the point you focus on them, folks. Um, the perfect examples you see The Bachelor and The Bachelorette series where the couples regulate one of their, their, their uh, uh, dates is going to bed with each other and coming up the next morning and explaining the situation or, or providing information about it. This is so, everything around us pushes us to imagine that there is a greater relationship than we have with our spouse, no matter how well much put. we love them. Well put. That's that is, well, that, that and, is and, a good point. I, go ahead. Go ahead, no, Rob. No, 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 no. I'm open. I'm, Are you done? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Rob. And so before I start my thing, I'm saying we're missing Kyle Trahan, the deacon. He is off in true man-up fashion. He is working in the Dallas area for the next three weeks. But in true man-up fashion, he's actually camping while I know, that's what we said last week. Unbelievable. <laughs> he's in my trailer. <laughs> we, 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 we negotiated a very good rent deal for both of us. My trailer hadn't been out in eight years. He needed a trailer, so eight my rent years. was take it and clean it. <laughs> right. Wow. So, uh, so it, it's more than that. We're encouraging it that Sex is no different than going and buying a Coke and drinking it. And it's Yeah, but not. if you don't like Cokes. Yeah, well, or tea, <laughs> I mean, or water. They glamorize the Coke. It is literally, we have trivialized sex, that it's just something you do, and it's bodily function, and it doesn't care. You want to have sex with a... An, an, another woman, that's fine. You want to have sex before you're married. Oh, hey, that's okay. You want to have two girls want to have sex. That's perfectly fine. I will address that before we really kick off. Let me, if you don't mind, after you read, come back to me. Just, I want to do a level set. <laughs> uh, you, if you want to have sex with a guy, that's okay. Hey, if two guys and two girls want to go to bed all together, that's okay too. And you know, to the point that we've trivialized it, that there are certain segments of society that view pedophilia as a quote-unquote normal thing that can happen. And that is sex between a man and a young woman or an older woman and a young man. And you know, a, and child. a child. An adult and a child. Yeah, an adult later. and a child. Thank you, <laughs> Steve. But, but there are segments of society that view that as normal because we have started down the slippery slope of trivializing sex. And so we've gone to that extreme as we've done that. Well, let me, one, one more thing, right quick. But I think, I think the way we've presented it is that it's an explosively rewarding thing to do. And, and visual, it's very visual. It captivates our imagination. It captivates our fantasies. You're right, and we've trivialized it. But on the other hand, we've made it look, appear as though it's something. Well, we've trivialized, we've made the act normal in that you should it's just like eating you've got to do it you do, you do it however you want it you do it whenever you want it 
you do it with whatever you want. And we've trivialized it to that point. But, you know, but, but at the same time... So we're selfish. Right. And we've, yeah, I, I have a whole, I have a whole statement that will, that will totally set everyone on end, and I'll go ahead and say it. This is your three-second warning for your children. One, two, three. I will tell you right now, after working with teenagers for, for, for over 30 years, and at the same time having lots of discussion with teenagers, that all teenage premarital sex is mutual masturbation, no matter what they do, because all they care about is the other side. Of it, so I just went total no church answers on us. <laughs> wow, and uh, and you know my name is Bill Cox, and I'm the host of this gay discussion, and I don't believe in uh, in adultery because I, it's bad enough I disappoint my wife. I don't want to disappoint anybody else. Uh, but you know, you want some super sex? Yeah, I'll take the soup. <laughs> but. The thing about uh, this particular, um, you shall not commit adultery, uh, this commandment is, I think particularly us in the West, we take our freedoms seriously and our individualism to the extreme. And therefore, therefore, we feel that our freedoms are not only the inalienable rights of our government, but the rights over our own bodies. So it's not only our thought, but it's our own bodies. That's our inalienable right to be selfish. And there so is. and that and so right, that's why we, we we've <laughs> taken we we've taken it that much farther. And so with that uh, this is the overview of what we're going to get into, and I'm going to, and as long as I'm, I'm on a roll with this Charlton. I like the Charlton. So I'm going to do this. Are you reading the text for us? I'm reading the text. You shall not commit adultery. That's commandment number seven. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to go ahead, uh, Professor. Let, uh, let's I, I want to level set. Professor. So, okay. That much like we did for honor your mother and father. Um, I want to just do a very, very quick level set, and we, I, I don't want to delve off into it like we did with the mother and father. Um, we are here to say this, and you just heard me go total non-church answer on you, and I think we all did, actually, yes. on this one. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but but I, I do want to make this statement for whether you are involved in pornography, whether you are involved in a same-sex relationship, if you are a member of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ, quit adding letters, I can't keep up, community, or if you are even just living together before you are married or engaged in a premarital sex relationship. God still loves you. You are still valued as an individual. And your sin is actually no worse than the sins I commit on a daily basis as we go through. And I just, I want that level set before we really, I, I want to make sure our listeners hear us that that you are still loved by God. You know, we, we will welcome you into our fellowship. We will not in any shape, form, or fashion affirm your sin or say it's okay for you to do it. Can you come here? Yeah, because you know what? You don't take your car to the garage when it's working. You take your car to the garage when it's broken. And all of us are broken lives before God. And we all deserve to have that chance to have God's love. And you're only going to find that in a place like this. 
and seven. Great that being said, let's kill them all. Way to go, Professor. <laughs> I, I, well, in my own basic philosophy, although it's much shorter than the professor's, is this. The reason why we do this podcast is we're looking for better days. We're looking in the future. And what we're doing is we're correcting our past. We're not changing it, but we're looking towards the future, and we're working to be better. And so that's, that's the whole idea behind this podcast. So, um, Mr. Steve, would you like to uh, jump off on the... Um, okay. <laughs> um, it, the issue here is... Uh, what is our response to the culture right now? And and you guys have laid it out pretty well. And it's it's the problem is sex has been commodified, uh, sex has been devalued. Much we talked about, last week we talked about the way life was developed. Uh, sex and marriage. And let's put this in the adultery context. So sex and marriage have been devalued. Marriage Absolutely. is part of the throwaway culture. Uh, you you don't. You, you don't work on your marriage anymore. You, if you, you really, and, and I'm not saying mar- there, are, there are problem marriages, and I think we can get into that, because divorce is part of this whole thing to begin with. But uh, marriage, if we read the Bible, it's pretty clear that, that sex in all its glory, all its pleasure, a gift from God, a gift to be enjoyed, a gift that brings pleasure to the man and the woman, is 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 correct and right in in the context of a marriage, and uh, the problem is is that you, it, you 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 take it out and and you and and there are there are problems with it. Uh, the thing that gets into the way the church approaches this, um, and it gets very dicey. Now we we were talking about this before the the podcast. The author of our guidebook spends a heck of a time on homosexuality and same-sex marriage and promise sex same-sex promiscuity and and that's kind of the problem and it's it's an interesting point and, and with but the the church seems to draw an arbitrary line there we our church has asked people in gay relationships to leave as far as I know, we welcome and accept members who have divorced and, and remarried, mm-hmm. which, which is, oh, there's also a strong injunction. Jesus himself speaks about that. Uh, we, um, we, we tolerate people who are either living together or who are basically are, not, are having sex but are not married. Uh, we don't ask too many questions about that. Um, so the point is, is where, where, do we, where do we have the right to say, okay, you guys are all in, and it's okay, we'll overlook that, but no, we're going to draw, yeah, no, 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 you two guys, no, nope, you, you can't, you, you go away, you're not part of it. And, uh, well, I'm going to start with that, because I, I want to go a little deeper, because I think largely, you know, we've got to ask the question, is it really a choice? Um, and the, the author of the book... Um, 
basically that's where he hangs his whole argument on it. He brings up Romans, uh, but in it, in, in the paragraph, he's on page 82 if you're following, um, he says, if homosexuality becomes the choice, there are consequences. And what if it's not a choice? So, so let's talk about the students. What about the, the idea, are we going to be selective as a church body in tolerating some of these sins I, of the flesh? Well, let me tell you where I'll draw the line at is, I think from a, from a church perspective, coming and attending worship, mm-hmm. no worries. I think, and, and I am not speaking for our staff in any shape, form, or... Mm-hmm. Quick disclaimer! <laughs> Sugarland Baptist Church mm-hmm. does not endorse nor... <laughs> right. these, are, these opinions. Um, this is Roberts. Okay, um, I think attending, as I said before, you don't take a car to a broken garage. Attending Sunday mm-hmm. school, once again, where else are you going to go get your car fixed mm-hmm. if you're broken? I want to volunteer to help set up for the barbecue. Since I was part of the barbecue mm-hmm. crew, I'll use that. Please come help. Volunteer. Okay. I want to serve in leadership on a committee or teach Sunday school. That's where I have a problem in particular with a homosexual, uh, someone in a homosexual relationship, an open homosexual, uh, a person who is flagrantly living in sin of a sexual nature. You know, be that having an affair, divorced, married, all the other... Okay, having, having right, definitely right. an act of infi- outright infidelity. Right. Well, uh, what, about, what about, though... Now, okay. let's talk okay. about divorce. Well, let's finish. Okay, Because I am going to finish with divorce. Okay. I think each divorce is viewed very separately and very independently. And I think there is no blanket way to look at divorce because I've been in churches that if you were divorced, you couldn't be a deacon, you couldn't serve okay. on Sunday school, you couldn't right. be on church staff, we wouldn't let you do anything except just attend, because you had divorced. Yes. I think you have to look at, when did the divorce occur? Because the first thing I'll tell you is that the divorce occurred before that person became a Christian, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, does that, does that make sense? You didn't know you weren't supposed to do that, so why am I going to penalize you for that? When you were going through your divorce, then, then, so that one—that's the first. Just I don't care. It doesn't okay, matter. But let me let me put it this did way: Did you try my, to reconcile? Did you? How did the divorce? Can my let's take that. Yes, yeah. my divorce happened before I became a Christian. Right. But I am married to the woman I was unfaithful with, that led to the breakup of that marriage. Once again, you weren't a Christian. But how did yeah. uh, so? Yeah, so I, I think, but but wait. But okay. So what if a, what if that's a you what turned if, a new lady and become a new person? Now, now here's. He's got his nuance open. But, but first of all, first of all, and, and, and I don't, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just no, being, no, 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 yeah. being, being yeah. literally devil's advocate here. Um, you're just, you're, what you said at the beginning was right. fine. A gay person would dispute, well, I'm going to agree, would dispute that he is actually committing a sin right. and that the car is broken. But, but leaving that aside a bit, uh, what, if, what if you take someone. If, if someone is in a, in a gay relationship mm-hmm. and feels a calling, and let's take, take that idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you, don't, you don't force 
the guy who divorced his wife to marry his girlfriend, right. you don't force him to end that relationship. Right. You're for, if I'm reading right, you're going to force the gay guy to end his relationship. See, no, but it I, doesn't hurt but, to tell him it's not a good, it wasn't yeah, a good thing. Yeah, see, I, I think it, doesn't hurt to tell I think him it's it, it depends on where, when it occurred. I, I really mm -hmm. do with divorce. Homosexuality is very like, clearly defined as mm -hmm. a sin. Leviticus, Jesus, mm -hmm. Corinthians. I mean, it's pretty mm -hmm. much... Yeah, it's cut and dried. Yeah, that, that, cut and dried. that part is cut and dried. Mm -hmm. Divorce is tricky because in the Jewish world, Jesus said you can only divorce for unfaithfulness. You know, and that mm -hmm. was a radical difference because they basically, well, let me rephrase this. Mm -hmm. The men, once again, discrimination, mm -hmm. had free reign because they could say, mm, I don't want you anymore, wife. Here's your divorce papers, leave. <laughs> Women had no say in it back then. Mm -hmm. I really think you have to look at each individual divorce and have, and mm -hmm. I think if they go, go to serve on a, in a leadership, it is, it is literally a, it, there's not a blanket way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Let's yeah, let's point, point out I one think thing. That is, okay. Jesus Jesus set some standards, other standards that you cannot attain all the time. That is mm -hmm. totally correct. He says, if your eye wanders and you think about sex, take out your eye. Mm -hmm. Do you know anybody that's done that? <laughs> no. <laughs> if your hand Are we all guilty you and should have done it. <laughs> cut off your, Jesus gave some extremely high standards and, and we needed it. And it's to keep our minds straight when mm -hmm. we can, because we do stumble from them. The point here is, I'm, I'm getting back, this standard of, of, of you cannot uh, commit adultery except your spouse cheats. He's setting a standard that may or may not be attainable, mm -hmm. because that's what he did. God sent him to set such a high standard we can't reach him because he's the son of God. So I want to keep this in mind. Let's mm -hmm. be practical. You, you may divorce for other reasons. And, and my closing argument here is this. <laughs> closing argument. If, if, if you cannot maintain your marriage relationship with your spouse, you've tried everything. You've sought the Lord. You've tried counsel. Everything. And that's Don't cheat. Get a divorce first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That well, it, and I think that's part of. I think that's part of the church. I myself was a little bit convicted by this because I was institutionalized for eight years, four years in you know Navy and college. Okay, I made my wife live with me before that we got married, but we attended church, and like Steve said people are treated differently. We were treated as if we were a married couple, even though we weren't. And so they were going to accept us should, I mean, anyway, they accepted us as if we were married already, even though we weren't. We eventually did, though, okay? Totally different from a homosexual relationship that the church would see. It would never become something that was accepted by the church. Okay? I, I agree with Robert. Love the sinner, hate the sin. I don't have a problem with, with them here, but as we have had in the past on staff, I'm not crazy about having them at the pulpit in leadership positions when I have children. Well, your children are looking. 
Absolutely. Larry's been very patient while we've we stopped him. <laughs> I want to go back to go two things. Okay. One, Robert, you made a comment in this, you were talking about the different treatment by the, in the ancient Jewish world Correct. of men versus women. Mm -hmm. Let me go back and give the, the definition, the Hebrew word definition uh -huh. of adultery. Here we go. Church answer. That's <laughs> <laughs> the original language, so it counts. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's the language. The, re the Hebrew word and its context, context is no different than what we talked about. What was your, you said that there was two words last in the sixth commandment. No, no adultery and no murder. No That's murder. right. No murder. It's mm -hmm. exactly the same thing here. It's no, no, naraf. That's the word, and it basically means no adultery. Now, the word, it's interesting, one part of that definition, they're talking about uh, figuratively to, to apostate, which means to fall away from, uh, committing adultery. Woman that breaketh wedlock is part of that definition. The in, inherent issue there is that the, um, the man was treated, because it was a patriarchal society, was treated differently than a woman. Now, that's the first basis that I want to do. The second one is, what are we, what problem are we talking about here? Well, if you go back to Genesis 2, verse 24, this provides the whole basis, the foundation, it says. For the... Uh, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. That's the whole biblical basis for marriage. It doesn't talk about anything other than man and woman joining and becoming one flesh. Take a break, and we'll talk about it afterwards. That's right, and this is Man Up Podcast number 126, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up. And welcome back to this Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, except for pastor posts. Uh, we're just regular guys on the spiritual journey. You can find us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts. We're also at Man-Up on Facebook, and we have a uh, website called ManUpSpiritualOasis.com. We are in the Ten Commandments, and we are discussing the Seventh Commandment, You Shall Not Commit Adultery. And the uh, subheading of this is how being moral in an immoral world. And the thing about it is, uh, our Sunday school class was taught by a millennial. 
this week about adultery, which was kind of fun because they have a totally different view of this. And it's almost it's almost as if it's just it's just a, another thing and it's not a big thing. May I ask a question? Yeah. Where are they, the millennials and that type, that, that group of people, where are they getting that different perspective? Well, um, first of all, I'm going to answer the question some. Um, first of all, if you did not, if you are joining us halfway through, joined in, want to remind everyone we are talking about sex and sexuality. So if you're listening to our podcast in your vehicle with your young children and you may not want them to hear these topics, this was your yes. fair warning <laughs> since we came back from yes. Um, a, the culture, and B, interestingly enough, the divorce rate is declining rather significantly at this moment through millennials because millennials saw their parents get divorced. They're an interesting group in a lot of ways. Um, they will leave your company if you insist they work weird hours or long hours, if they don't have flexible schedules, if they don't feel that the company, air quotes, values them. Um, they will walk without having another job even, um, much, much more than even our generation would have. And most of us are um, Gen X-ish or a little mm-hmm. older sitting here in this room. Uh, their perspectives are coming from their life experiences as part of it. And I think the other part of it is, and we can kind of talk about this, and we've all kind of talked around it, is the way the culture is viewing sex, adultery, homosexuality, and all of this, and we've talked about it commoditizing, commercializing, Absolutely. and trivializing sex. And, and, and in reality, I'll be honest with you, I think it, it's done all three of those to it. I, I, I think it's oh, yeah. commercialized it, commoditized it, and trivialized it. And, and I, what was in, what's interesting, what some of the backlash is, and I, 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 I think there's some, some valid things here to talk about. Um, we, we hear a lot about the Me Too movement which is very real, but underneath it, and the, the thing is the culture can't come out and say, we want some kind of moral structure. But underneath it, underneath, underlying Me Too is a demand for a structure where a woman can go to work, be treated with respect, be treated that she's there to do a job and not to be someone's sex partner. That fallout came from 30, 40, 50 years of sexual liberation. The expectation, this is, this is where we've gotten. The expectation and is, is that, man, you know, I can get any woman I want or Everybody who's not, you know, married is, and maybe some are, are available for sex. Yep. And and that is that is, and what we're learning from Me Too isn't isn't so much that. And there's certainly been the abuse that we've seen from the really powerful, but the complaints coming from rank and file women who go to work, and there's this expect this automatic expectation from every guy around them that they're that there's you know that they're a potential sex partner. Uh, and and I, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you and, for a and that moment. is and that is correct. But and it and, goes both ways. It does go both. It does go both ways. I'm not and I'm not saying there's been right. you know it's gone one way or another. But what I'm saying underlying that 
is a demand for a structure which basically says sex belongs here and you can say you you can say a marriage you can say a different relationship but it doesn't belong here and what this culture has done it's put sex everywhere and that's that's the curveball that is what and that's in some ways what guys are trying to deal with that whoa 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 yesterday i could ask you for a date in fact the boss married his you know they they all those people they and 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 suddenly yes and but no one wants to call it a return to more at least you know traditional morals but underneath that that's really what they're looking they're, for they're a structure for a structure, structure. <laughs> where yeah. where sex is sex is put where it belongs and not where it doesn't well and the funny part is is they're looking for a structure that exists and is clearly <laughs> laid out in a biblical fashion <laughs> but nobody wants to admit yeah. that or talk about yeah. that and uh, and don't bring that up cuz oh my god that's that mm -hmm. religion thing mm -hmm. and we can't deal with the religion thing because mm -hmm. the religion thing literally it's going to put us in a box yes. and women are going to be subjugated to their husbands and they're going to have to stay home and be barefoot and pregnant and mm -hmm. I, and and my husband's going to be allowed to lord over me and and you know and and it's one of those All deals the where right which are, yes. which are total misconceptions mm -hmm. if you literally leave it because the mm -hmm. biblical commands are when when it talks about in 1 Corinthians mm -hmm. Women obey your husbands. There's a commandment right after that that everybody always forgets. Mm -hmm. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Right. You know, sacrificial up to mm -hmm. the end with it. So how do we then juxtapose on the one hand what we've been talking about for 20 or so mm -hmm. minutes here about the the trivializing and the commoditization and the uh, normalization and the throwing to the wind of the sexual uh, mores and everything and then on the following right up with that what y'all were saying about the Me Too movement as going back to a more traditional relationship so I mean can you see why that society is certain, certainly confused in it's, certain mm -hmm. respects? It's schizophrenic it, it is. It, it, it is. <laughs> so what, what we no, what we have done purely, and I'm going to go off on my neuroscience tangent for a moment. So when your brain receives inputs that it can't process, it creates something called cognitive dissonance. And so your brain doesn't know what to believe and it doesn't know how to treat things. It's a very bad problem when you're trying to do learning development. We have created cognitive dissonance as a society because we have mixed messages all over the place. You know, I'm allowed to have sex with anyone I want. For God's sake, don't you dare talk to a woman at work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I mean that is cognitive dissonance. That's what you were referring to, Steve. And so what we've done is we've created a standard. And there is a very large chunk of the millennials who, I, I've been amazed watching the last 15 years, and all of us old enough, how many of y'all had dates and girlfriends in high school? Pretty much everybody in here? Yeah. Guessing at least one or two? Mm -hmm. And, and one of your big goals was always to find, quote-unquote, the girl that you wanted to date and when you were in high school or college and then date them, you know, with the eventual goal of marrying them and moving, right? I'm okay. going to be flat out. You, you, sometimes you dated women because you knew you'd get action. 
There it is. Trey, 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 Trey. I thought I, you were going. I, I, I dated, I dated, I dated a tennis star when I was on swim team. You know, just saying. Um, but you were raised correctly. <laughs> no. She was. <laughs> she was. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, sooner or later you but, begin right, looking but for you the start selling it. You start selling it down. Mm -hmm. But there were. But I have watched this current group of teenagers because mm -hmm. I, I have so fair disclosure I taught in our youth department in this church for 15 to 16 to 17 years I've actually I'd have to sit and think about it for a minute but at least 15 years so I have watched this group grow from dates where you mm -hmm. went your with your girl, girlfriend boyfriend or whoever and y'all yeah. went out on dates together yeah. to group things and no one dates anymore and boys and girls hang out together and it, it, it's created this whole dissonance. That group, I think that group is rebelling against the free sex movement. But at the same time, they're also rebelling against the fixed religious movement because they view it as outdated, old-fashioned, and really not with it. And they, and in reality, I think there's a certain segment of the population that thinks that all the sexual morals that we had back then Created the problems that we have now <laughs> because so they as a result, it. where then do they get their moral compass? If Hopefully, they, if from the church. Well, but, but if but, they're rejecting uh -huh. this this rigid biblical perspective, on the one hand, I think they're making it up as they go. Well, that that's kind well, of what I'm where, thinking. What's the basis for I, their making it up? What's the what's they're, they're, what they yeah, see? They're getting the the, the what they see, and it, and and, yeah. and the, essentially, but it is and it is an interesting reaction. Now, let me ask you about this because you, you yeah. I, I'm the, the big thing they talk about among millennials is hookup culture. Yes, yes exactly what you're saying. Yes. They they hang around Netflix in games and chill. Hang around <laughs> hang around in groups. Just yep. Hang around in groups, and you know. Um, Joe will hook up with yep. Sally, yep. and but then things would there'll be no real emotional commitment. No one the the then the next week Joe hooks up with Susie, Susie while Sally hooks up so with and Ken. and no one there's no there's no drama about it. I guess that's a big yeah. one until but don't, don't isn't there eventually a target in mind that after they're done with all this they're really going to look to settle down. Don't know. There, you don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think the judges, I think the judge and jury are still out on them. Other than we're seeing when they do, they tend to stay, <laughs> which is kind of an intriguing now. So they process. tend to stay. Millennials are just fifteen to nineteen years old. No, no, no. no, 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 no millennials are older. In their thirties. Yeah. 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 The millennials in their thirties, and the youngest were born in ninety-four. So, I'm going to be more intrigued by what's called Gen Z, which is the group born from 1995 forward. I'm going to be more interested to see how they react to all of this because they have grown up with homosexual being quote unquote normal in society. Mm -hmm. They've been told it was normal. Yeah. Yeah, well, I said, well, well, one thing about it, one thing about it is <laughs> about the me, what the one of the unintended consequences of the Me Too movement. Um, I was talking with my wife about this particular uh, passage that we were going to uh, talk about, and and she goes, when I go out with my girlfriends, they talk about how men 
just aren't aggressive anymore. Women have have to be more aggressive. And that makes perfect sense. And that's exactly what I told her. I go, the things that women will do, like I, I was at a Walmart and lady said, oh, you have young skin. I would never say that to anybody. <laughs> I just told her, I go, thank you. The skin might be young, but I'm not. But... But the thing about it is, it's it's like women have to be more aggressive because men wouldn't dare being that way. You can't. But, you but can't. Way, you can't way, in, afford in it. In certain places, yes. But in, in, you can't afford it in certain places. This is this is the whole issue. If you know, it looks like they. You know, the the trouble is, the workplace was a good place to meet people. Well, because at a certain point, because that's where you did all your work. Else. Yes, that's right. That's pretty much now being closed off. Whether right. whether you like it or not, that's that's a, that's the new reality. Do not go looking for a spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend um, at your workplace. Work. It's fraught with now legal peril. Yeah. Um, not just you know, and and so so I'm. But so you know, you're down. To, I understand. I understand. Online dating is pretty popular now. You know, the online. I mean, the online services. Uh, and actually, there's no no longer any any stigma attached to swipe right, your, swipe right, spouse online. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, and, and, and I think there, there should be whatever, services. but there you know there used to be. Um, the defined services. Defined online services. I'm, so, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about uh, be, <laughs> matchmaking, matchmaking things, uh, matchmaking sites. Uh, okay. which, right. which a lot of which I think we had we had people in in our way back when when I was in your ABF Bill I was we were, I know we had at least one we, guy who yeah. used them regularly yeah we and, did that's right and so and so and there's nothing and I'm so I'm not saying there's anything I forgot about that, that but yes uh, but but getting to the point is and uh, yeah it's going to serve I mean we're, we're telling young men yes it just your your best if you just keep quiet and. And uh, and look elsewhere, and you know it has been. I'm going to speak out that it is. It has been a problem. I mean, that we get some. Just just ask your wife. Ask your wife what they've dealt with in their time. It's almost normal. And what you're seeing out there is just a a push against. You know, I want to come to work. I'm not here to find a spouse. I mean, it, it's it's. I'm not saying it's not muddy, but. As I, I already, I'm repeating myself, so I'll, I'll go off that. And um, but yeah, that's one of the consequences of this. Well, this is podcast number one twenty six. We're coming down to the end, and uh, this is you shall not commit adultery. And so we're going to go around the room one final time and get some last minute thoughts from the guys. And but before we do, just want to make sure that. Uh, you have the opportunity to find out where we're at. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud. We are. We have a Facebook page, Man Dash Up. You can post a question. We'll be more than happy to answer it. And doing the Ten Commandments, I know if you're like me, you probably haven't probably been in church a long time. I haven't even really thought much about them. But, man, it's been a great discussion. So one final time. And uh, let me start off with the judge. Get your basic uh, takeaway and uh, summary of uh, being moral in an immoral world. You shall not commit adultery. 
All right, real quickly, we didn't uh, talk about this, but all of you have heard it and you've thought about it and you know other couples that have gone through divorce. Uh, my, my question, and I still can't quite comprehend it, is how a sex drive can be so powerful that a man would give up everything he has worked for all his life for a few seconds of pleasure, or perceived pleasure, right guys? Uh, I don't know how to say it. it can cost him his wife, his home, his children his job, his savings, uh, and a close relationship to his children. Uh, savings, attorney's fees, child support, and alimony. I just made little comments about that. Then uh, You're discounting the chase. And the, and I, you're, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're talking about the actual mountaintop, the, the actual act of, of the adultery, of the adultery yeah. being the only prize. Yeah. Some men actually love the the fact that that's their way of being a out on the edge, living out on the edge, being able to uh, juggle a couple of balls. I mean, at the same time. So it's being not able, just a one. So it's not. Thing, it's not. Right? It, well, it's not just. I mean, yeah. uh, like the show Cheaters. I, I, I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. that. Yeah. Some of those guys are serial cheaters. It's not. It, it's it's not just one. You'll you'll they'll be, they'll be guys that have multiple. They're doing that, it for the that's thrill. right. The, there's more of a thrill than just the act of adultery. No. Nonetheless, but your point that, is well taken. Ahead, you're, 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 no. you're, look what you're look what you're risking with it. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no Bill, gonna... hit on one of the many notes. I had tons of notes, just like you guys do on this. And one of it is. The thrill. Um, if you're in a marriage relationship and you love your spouse, you're not completely protected from the temptation of this thrill. Steve said it, or Bill said it, if you don't handle yourself correctly, if you put yourself in harm's way. The possibility is there to the, the happiest married couple because our marriage of raising and, and being in love, raising children, paying bills, working every day what, 40, 50 hours a week, washing dirty clothes is and can be boring. And hard work. Right. It's and hard, hard work. work. Right. Right. And so you could, and so a certain person comes along, and it, this can be ladies also, a certain guy comes along that fits your description of being very exciting and attractive, and then most of the times it's happened with men, a woman comes along that's just, just dressed just right, and talks with you and flirts with you and brings back a certain thrill, great word, or excitement to you that you haven't had since you started dating your right. spouse. And if you dwell on that, man, that can take you away into fantasy land, which will take you away from mm -hmm. the real covenant relationship mm -hmm. that you had with your spouse mm -hmm. if you dwell on it. And Bill said a couple other things. We did not really talk about all the things that can cause adultery or breaking up marriages, but it can go with egotism and mm -hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of things where men will and seek the pleasure of an adulterous affair, not caring what happens to anybody else. And if you want to see a lot Pastor about that Post. from us, go listen to podcast one ten and one eleven. <laughs> David and yes, right, yes, right. That's a perfect example. <laughs> Pastor Post, your summary uh, of this. A simple commandment that is very, very complicated, I think. 
we've talked about all of the attendant circumstances, whether it be adultery or fornication or pornography or homosexuality or all these things, these uh, bestiality. I mean, there's all sorts of things that we can fall into that will cause exactly what you're talking about. They will be temptations. They will be uh, things that will try to draw us away. But the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 6 says, Flee immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral, immoral man sins against his own body. And I think that's exactly what we were talking about. That's what God talked about in Genesis 2, that he has designed a man and a woman to become one flesh, and anything that tears us away from that either emotionally or physically or spiritually, causes this immoral man to sin against his own body. Excellent. Professor Koshu. I think it goes down, and we've kind of talked all around this, it goes down to Christianity rejecting selfishness and not conforming to the culture. You know, moving away from what the culture says. And... So I'm 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 a glutton, so I'm attending the men's Bible study where we're reading Play the Man, and we're actually we actually it's a verse I've heard, and you guys probably everyone's heard it Romans twelve two it's do not conform me longer to the world. The book that we're reading on Play the Man is the name of the book actually referenced the New Living Testament translation of the Bible by Mark Batterson. Thank you, Larry. I was trying to remember the name of the author. Um, and that translation translates this verse, Romans 12, 2, as do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And I think the world, as we've talked about, has commoditized, trivialized, and commercialized sex and it's up to us as Christians to point out to the world that sex sex is actually, if, if you want to read it really good, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Everybody want to know a little secret? You want a really, want a really good sex manual? Go read the Song of Solomon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason most yes. pastors never no, preach on we it. Never get <laughs> you know, go read it and put all that imagery. Mm-hmm. Go read it in a more a modern translation. You may get a better picture mm-hmm. of it. I've actually never done that. But sex is something that is meant to be enjoyed we used to joke when we were when I was young and it's you know I I did attend seminary for a while and we used to joke to part of the premarital counseling you had to do with with teenagers and young people getting married who had raised in the churches the command went from thou shalt not to thou shalt often and thou shalt enjoy it and how do you make that translation between the two Sex is meant to be between a man and a woman in a marital relationship for the purpose of raising a family and being together. And that's why it was invented. And Steve and I had very long discussions earlier about economics and everything else, proving why that is the best way to raise kids. You know, And that belongs in that. And sex is the glue that can hold a marriage together. Excellent. Mr. Steve. Yeah, in line of that, putting, putting to it what Robert and, and uh, 
And Mike were saying, you got, you've got to work on your marriage. Because it's true, you go, you go to, those, those go to work, you know, generally you wear your best clothes, you look your best, you're bringing your A-game, you're around attractive people. Uh, the temptation is there. There is absolutely no question about that. And, and it's, it's no, no sin to be tempted. That's the thing. It's what happens when you act on it. On the flip side, yes, you've got to work on your marriage. You, you can't hang around in your underwear all day. Uh, you, you've got to do things with your spouse. Absent of that, that's, you, I hear that so often now in the church. Spend time together. You're, you're, you should have romance in your marriage. And you've got to really work to put it there. You've got to, because especially if you have kids, it's the last thing that goes. And that's in some reason why that temptation goes. Uh, and why people forget about this, because they, they're, they're taking what they have at home for granted. Uh, the, the other thing for me to add, and I'm going to come and say it, I remain conflicted about the gay issue. Um, I think um, this is something, the, the only thing I, I, I can find solace in is not that, that this is not going to be my church in 20 years. Um, the, those, the young people who are up and coming now are going to have to make decisions about it. Uh, the, our parents kind of got a little more loose on the idea of divorce and remarriage. Last week we talked about the idea that of suicide is being understood in the context of mental illness, I think we're going to have to confront the reality that gay people do not choose same-sex attraction. They, they, it's just part of what, what is how they were made, and uh, there are, and and I cannot deny there are biblical injunctions against this. Very clear. But we also have uh, Genesis two eighteen. It is not good for a man to be alone. Uh, we have Romans, Romans 2.15, the law is written on our hearts, which of course is quoted from, from Jeremiah. And, and, and quite frankly, and I'm going to put this out there, um, I, I know gay people, I have seen fruits of the Spirit much more in abundance from some gay people than I've seen from devout Christians. Christian people who identify, well, let's say identify as devout you know, born again Christians, and so I and so I don't know where we'll go. I don't know how God views people who are born gay and in, and and create a covenantal marriage relationship. I don't know if a, if such ceremony belongs in the church, but I do know that right now I think we've got to lighten up a bit, especially if we're going to tolerate other forms and other readings in our complex definition of adultery. Wow. I didn't know that it would be this, <laughs> it would be this much, but I'm glad that you're here. Um, my summary is quite simple compared to the fellows here. Believe in yourself. Believe in your decision. There was a reason why you got married. Work hard to stay that way. My name is Bill Cox. The grass isn't always greener on the other side of the fence. I was raised on the farm, and that is absolutely true. This is Man Up, podcast number 126. We're so glad that, uh, that you were listening. We're on iHeartRadio, of course, iTunes. It's all of our uh, podcasts are archived on SoundCloud. I want to inc invite each and every one of you, if you're ever in Sugarland, 
Stop in. This is Sugarland Baptist Church. We'd love to have you even in our uh, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship Sunday School. Man up. Come and visit us. And <clears throat> I want to encourage each and every one of you to get involved in a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go. So you'll participate. And find a ABF. Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class, and look for one that's men only. And if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through into this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.